You have found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. In today's episode, Pat the Designer ain't here. We got Steve-O in the building. Me and Steve are going to be breaking down what the Bulls' biggest needs are and how they need to address those. What's the perfect number to keep Io DeSumo? And is it time to move on from DeMar DeRozan? We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Locked On Bulls is free and available on the YouTube app, your podcasting platform of choice, and the Odyssey app Monday through Friday. That's Steve-O, our guest today, joining us from Chi-Town Sports Central. Uh, I'm Hayes, social creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago uh, Bears Central. Steve-O, let's get into it, man. First up on the topic list today, man. The Bulls have a couple of needs that we all know that they need to address. One is point guard, shooting, some size, uh, maybe a, a some, some rim protection as well to come along with that size. When you look at what the Bulls need to address this offseason, how do you rank the way that they need to address it? Where do they need to all- allocate their time and funds to first, in your opinion? Okay, so it was a little different question, but I like the way you did it with the ranking because that, <laughs> ma- that makes it a little bit more easier. To me, yeah. um... I'm kind of tied with one and two with point guard and shooting. The okay. reason I'm tied with that is because it almost go hand in hand Um, with the, t- the setup we have with Zach and DeMar. Those people, those two guys, they just need them. They need, I wouldn't necessarily say they need, but to get their best selves out, you need a, a high level point guard, somebody to set up the floor for them, make it way more easier. So they don't got to worry about bringing the ball up, setting certain screens, because that's all we was running for a, a long period of time in the end of the season was just screens. So yeah. um, when Zoe was there, there wasn't that many screens. It just wasn't just screen and dump off. It wasn't just that. So yeah. um, that's one thing. Now, going into the What's available? That's that's where it gets iffy because it's not the greatest point guard available, free agency, and uh other things you could do around the league. Um, but shooting, I just feel like that's something we should have been doing. Uh, that we should have been found some shooters, uh, especially with what we had with our team. We already knew Demar Derozan wasn't the greatest shooter, and then we tried to turn him into a good shooter. And it just, and it's not like he can't hit the three. It's just that's just not his game. Yeah. So. Around that, you just need to you need to put a, a lot of players around them that you can just knock it down. We just need a Duncan Robinson, Matt Struess type of player, and we just yet to find one. We can't find one in the draft. We can't seem to find one on free agency. Uh, it, that's that's why I say this is my close to. And of course, we need size. Um, I'm not. I won't necessarily need size. I just feel like when it comes to um, mainly length and just somebody that just has a knack for getting rebounds, defending, and stuff like that. Just players around there. I won't necessarily need size because, I mean, you're going to face big, bigger teams. Hey, I would like a, a, a guy with size, but it's it's a, it's a positionless basketball in this nowadays for sure. Now, with that said, like, do you think, because a, a big need that last offseason that we didn't necessarily uh, address, like, AK did say shooting rim protection. Do you think that the rim protection is as big of a need, or do you think it's more of, hey, let's spread out the floor, let's take care of the offense, let's get up our point of attack defense together, and then we won't necessarily have to have as much rim protection? What do you what do you think in regards to that rim protection? Part I think I think now 
we might have to make it an issue on getting a rim protecting because due to the roster construction, we didn't necessarily need rim protection because we had so many good players that was laterally quick, uh, active hands, was in the passing lanes, and we just played great team defense. So I knew when he built the roster, uh, AK and Agni, when they built the roster, I just knew that's what they their thought process was. They knew, oh, we don't have the biggest size, but it's going to be – we're going to make it hell coming in before you can come through the um lane. So now that the fact that we just got Caruso, um, Zach plays defense when he wants to, um, but with Zoe being gone, you might have to – it might be time you might have to invest into a rim protection. Yeah, and I love that you brought up in Zoe because I think that, and this is one thing that in me just going back and looking over things myself, is I didn't give enough credit for how Zoe's versatility as far as switchability. Him and Caruso, when you had them both being able to switch and guard players much bigger than them, it kind of overcame some of the lack of rim protection that we had because they were able to keep teams from penetrating almost single-handedly with them alone. Um, and I do uh -huh. think that it, it's 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 just an interesting thing. Like, it. Zoe is such a unique player that he's he's not a superstar level player. And I know Ball family mm -hmm. fans get mad when I say that, but he wasn't. But he had almost a star level impact on his team just by mm -hmm. how he made things easier on our stars for sure. Thanks. And I I'm, I'm also glad you brought that up because it's okay. You don't have yeah. to be a superstar. And I've always said that that's why I feel like I, I gravitate towards players. I like seeing players that play that can I see like, yeah, he's going to play 17 years. Like yes. Zoe, if he barring injuries, right Zoe's one of those players that could play twenty years because he he didn't rely on his athletic his athleticism that much. He was just very smart, a great defender, a big guard. You knew how to use his size, and um, that's what he was. And like you said, I like like I was going back with rim protection. We need rim protection now because we had big guards, Caruso, and him. They're both six five, six six. Um, yeah. up. So it was causing a lot of problems, especially when we went up against little guards. So, like, now that I'm looking at teams like uh, um, Cleveland, I'm looking at even how big um, Detroit is becoming, like Toronto. Yeah. It's time you might have to invest in some uh, rim protection. I, I understand. Like I said earlier, I might, it might sound like I'm contradicting myself saying this positionally basketball, but when you when you think of the scheme and the roster construction, yeah, you probably that's something you probably should do for sure. For sure. Now we both rank the need for point guard very highly. When you look at it, what is kind of a more realistic target that you would like to see the Bulls go after, and then one that is kind of more I don't want to say unrealistic, but more pie in the sky, one that would be more difficult to attain. For example, mine. Trey Jones, DeJounte Murray. That's my realistic one. I would love Trey Jones. I think he would fit seamlessly into what this team does. Yeah, he's not the shooter, but I, I look at him and basically... You, before he, you go, are you, are you saying Trey or Tyrus? I'm saying Trey Jones. Okay. I, like Trey, I mean, I like Tyus Jones too, but Trey Jones for me is the better... I, I like him point as guard. more of a facilitator. Yeah, he's yeah. the more true point guard for sure. That's, yeah, I, I agree and then, with and that. And DeJounte Murray, but I know that that's not going to be likely. What, yeah. what about you? Um, those are two. I was gonna break both of the Jones brothers and me. I ain't gonna lie, I've been loving Gabe Vincent, but the only thing is, it's the facilitating part. That's yeah. the only thing. Like he's definitely a bucket. I, I've never seen him just strictly. Like there has been games where I paid him. Like he can facilitate, but I don't know if, if that's his main concern. Can he do it throughout the game and throughout the year? But I do like Gabe Vincent. But um, yeah. I you need to go look at these external of uh, superstars like DeJounte Murray. Like you said, they Seattle guys that they he has a relationship with Zach. Um 
he's they they've been way talked about how much their relationship has grown throughout the years mm-hmm. um and you already know the brotherhoodship between them and seattle players so that's that's probably one of my top ones um but yeah um i'm at this point you find a rubio at this point just find somebody that can facilitate yeah, at a high level can. and just um not really um got to be able to defend i won't say got to but i would love to be defend just if you could find a low bar a low market so i'll be happy it, it's hard to find but yeah. uh if you could find someone of some type of bad yeah i would like it. i'm gonna throw in one that i got asked about on twitter today and it was for central but i'm gonna bring it over here for the nature of the mm-hmm. conversation Somebody brought up D'Angelo Russell. Considering he's trying to revamp his image, he may not, you're not enter. Even if if D'Angelo Russell said, I'm willing to come there on a one-year, $10 million deal, you're still not interested in D'Angelo Russell. Mm -mm, mm -mm, I mean, it's mm -mm. fair. I'm sorry. Like, and I'm, it's not that I don't like D'Angelo Russell because I still Mm -hmm. feel like he, from years ago, he been, he did done dirty on Brooklyn. He still should be a Brooklyn net to this day, but that's another discussion. But, um, he just, like I said, I need somebody that can really facilitate. And he just throughout his career, he's not the greatest facilitator. Um, he like like every point guard can, they can, but at a high NBA level, I, I I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, and I, I look at D'Angelo Russell too. Like it's I don't want to call it fool's goal because there are absolutely times and stretches. Like I don't mean mm-hmm. just short stretches. There are times where he goes on these runs where you're just like, hey, D'Angelo Russell could the, the potential is still there, but and on a team that we already have problem with inconsistent players, adding D'Angelo Russell, another inconsistent. I want whoever we do go, if we do a go out and spend our money on point guard, I want somebody who's reliable. Like, that, mm-hmm. no matter what their impact is, you know you're going to get that from them night in and night out. I think that's what we need to kind of stabilize this team a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just with him, if he's not scoring, he's not doing nothing else. And and that's I can't deal with this team is just not good. Like if we was in a good position, like maybe we was a easy top four, all, mm-hmm. like realistic, like we always gonna be in the conversation. I would entertain it, but I need, like you said, I need somebody durable. I need somebody reliable. Somebody's gonna play every night. Somebody that's gonna give their all. Like don't get me wrong, what Pat Bev gave us was good. Yeah, if he was just shooting a little bit better, playmaking a little bit better, he was. We'd probably still be trying to get him up in here. But I need somebody like that on that scale. I agree. I agree with that. Not next no combo. Gonna, <laughs> next, up, we're going to talk about Demar Derozan, who may be on the move. I doubt it. It seems like we're we're on the road to bring it bring it back. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to two thousand. $500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Great promotions every day. Secure and, uh, safe and secure app, and you get paid instantly on your winnings. There's no better pay, place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Yes, sir. All right, Steve-O. So, conversation, and it goes either way. Now, with the Bulls looking to re-sign Nikola Vucevic, unless it's a deal that markedly gets you either a potential superstar or a star, I don't necessarily see them moving Zach either. So, it's kind of naturally moved the conversation to with how cash-strapped the Bulls are. They just don't have a lot of money to spend in free agency. 
if the right deal was to present itself that improves this team, that adds what you need to this team, is it time to move on from DeMar DeRozan? And the key word is, if it's a good deal and it fits the timetable and the scheme and the roster construction of this team, yes, do it. But that's the thing. I don't think it can be done. Okay. That's the one thing. I Like, trust me, I... I and, and, and I know people that see me on, on other channels and they see me go hard at um Demar, but I'm not don't get it twisted. I'm not willing to give him up for anything. Yeah. Like it's people out here talking about uh we go get RJ Barrett. No. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I'm not getting no RJ Barrett. I'm not it's just certain it, I'm not doing it. Um mm -hmm. he's still a serviceable player, he's still a great player. He's just not great for us in this current NBA. That's just my opinion. So if it's a serviceable, you're getting a, a, a solid all-star, maybe it's a couple picks or some other role players that can fit, like that's some shooters or some defenders or 3 and D, I take it. I feel like it's time. I, I want to see what P. Will does. I, I feel like DeMar in front of him is really a block, a roadblock in front of him. You're never going to see the real P. Will until DeMar is gone. So um, I, I'm, like I said, it's time to go. But I don't think he's going to go. It's, it's, it, you should have strike while the iron was hot after he didn't have that historic year. You probably should have traded him there. It's probably a little too late. But um, like I said, if you, if you find somebody that's willing to bite on him, hey, give it to him. When you look around the league, what teams do you think DeMar makes may make sense for and that could be – has the pieces that we would be interested in as well? That's where it gets difficult, right? That's the thing. It's like, okay, it's going to be most nine times out of ten. It has to be a, a real contender, so top five on both conferences. But the thing is, when they're contending, they're not going to be willing to give up a lot of play. And then if you look at – especially this year, we've seen – I want to say two trades that went down when they involved two major glue guys. They weren't superstars, but they was two major glue guys. They got shipped out, and their team just didn't look the same. Mm -hmm. And even though, hey, you got uh, – I'm going to just say it. KD, you got KD, but you didn't get far. Because yeah. you, 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 the two glue guys you drafted, one was one of the most reliable players in these, uh, Mikael Bridges, don't miss a game. I don't think he missed a game yet in his career. You have a three, a, a legit three and D. Ain't scared of the moment in Cam Johnson that you let her go. So yeah, you. you it, that's the hard part. I'm, I think teams are paying attention to all the people that's, that's doing these trades, letting the middle guys go. Not to say they middle guys or glue guys, but yeah, it's gonna be. That's a very hard trade, and especially with him being thirty four years old, it's just hard. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and that's the thing is that. You know, uh, I know a lot of Bulls fans. It's easy once you start in the trade machine. And when you're looking at just what the Bulls need, you can say, hey, we could trade DeMar for this. But it's not really a lot of teams when you look at it that with the size of his deal, the fact that he's a free agent at the end of the season mm -hmm. anyway, too, could you wait out for that. But, I mean, you look at a team that could get desperate, like a, like a, a Dallas. They could be looking for something. But even then, I don't know if there's necessarily pieces. Like, don't give me, at one point, I was super high on Maxi Kleber. But he is... After he turned 30, that production went down drastically, right? Um, even yeah. in the signing trade for Christian Wood. Now I'm good on that. Like, mm -hmm. so I, I just I get and I've I've been guilty of it too. Let me put my call myself out. Like I say, hey, you can move tomorrow for this, move tomorrow for that. But like when you really start looking at things, like mm -hmm. not to say that you can't get creative, and maybe even the Bulls look at it and say, Hey, maybe we don't find everything that we need, but through the improvement that we think we can get from Patrick Williams, right. maybe that's why. And that, that is really kind of 
why I wanted to have this conversation. The Bulls own their own 2024 first round pick. So even if you don't necessarily find the perfect set of circumstances that help you get better and contend now, betting on the growth of your younger players, right? The P-Wills, the Kobe, the Io, mm-hmm. the Dale and Terry, and them getting more reps so you can really take an evaluation, look at them, and then maybe hold on and still have a high pick, at that point, does it become worth it to you? Man, when you put it that way, because I like, cause I just recently looked up a stat, and they said out of all picks at his position in, in draft least history, played. Dale, least played. Yeah. That's crazy. And it, I do, like I said, I'm intrigued to see all our young players. A couple players took steps in Kobe White. Uh, P. Will, I feel like, took a step. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't, but he still took a step. Um, DeSumo took a slight step down, but, it, you know, it happens. Um, I'm, I'm not really totally want to run, uh, completely run them off. But um, for to, and another reason, I, I feel like we've never seen DeSumo in his proper position. Like, That's true. You you don't see you don't really see flashes of it, what we drafted him for. We yeah. see we don't see Illinois Io that much, and it's mainly because Demar when Demar's on the floor we're not running. We not yeah. we're not a transition team, and with all the and which befuddles me because all the athletes we have on this team we yeah. should be running them out power hundred miles power. I don't get it, but uh, like I said, yeah, I can say all that. Still, Demar's still an easy twenty five a night. Guarantee, guarantee. It, 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 I might hate how it comes. Trust me, I'll be, I might hate it, but you can't. Twenty five points ain't walking through that door that easy. It's just not. It's just not. And like I said, it got to be the right. It got to be the right time. And and it and to be honest, it's also it's a discussion that has to be had. I feel like y'all are. They didn't already had the discussion with. They still trying to win now, but if you're not trying to win now, you really want to see what your players got. Maybe it is time to go, yeah, get rid of them. Not to say, but yeah, it is what it is. But you got to have that discussion. Yeah, I mean, and I've said this before, is that the nature of, I think every expiring contract you have from a player that's over 30, you have to explore what you can get on the open market. That's just it. And DeMar, to his credit, has not fallen off. I know technically he fell off from what he gave us his first year, but that was... That was Demar at his like that. Nobody expected no, that. That was insane. That wasn't yeah. supposed to happen. This I don't care what nobody say. Exactly. Last season is the Demar that we expected, and so mm-hmm. before at some point he's going to drop off. And I know his game isn't necessarily based off athleticism, but don't get it twisted. Demar will still yam on your head, so don't get it twisted mm-hmm. with that. Sure. But but you want to take advantage. I think expiring contract and before he potentially falls off, you, there, there's there's an area where that meets, and maybe the Bulls are willing to just say, especially because Lonzo's contract would come off the books the year after. Maybe they're willing to say, "Hey, let's just let Demar's contract come off the books, and we're gonna let it let it play out the way it plays out." Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that you should be exploring, and they probably are. They've probably surveyed and saw seen what they can get for not just Demar, everyone. And if they're not going to get a, a deal that's advantageous for them. They're not going to take it, and we've seen that from AK. If AK doesn't feel like he's getting a better out deal, he ain't doing it. Well, yeah. somebody could say that, and then you say he gave, he gave up two first round picks. I was just about to say you like they could be looking like just like they was at the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, but he said, <laughs> quote unquote, they didn't see any deals that they liked. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, before we go and we end this segment, man. Uh, overall, since you just brought him up, AK. How do you feel about AK right now? Where do you sit on AK and him running the Bulls? I don't know. <laughs> it's I, I, it I goes just, back and forth. You know right? what I feel? 
That's okay. That's fair. That's middle. Fair. It's, mid. it's just me. It's like I'm at this point where I'm trying to figure out: Is it your hands cuffed, or is it you? Are you not being aggressive? Are you mm. not doing your due diligence? That's what I'm really looking at because. I'm like I'm even starting to look back in Denver. I'm like I'm trying to look at his tendencies in Denver because I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to compare the two. So I'm that's really I'm in a mid stage. I'm not really <laughs> ready to crucify him just yet. Um, like you say, he did put us back in prominence. He was super aggressive, but I can also say he was super aggressive because he was trying to give him a year, uh, Zoe a year before, and then you got him anyway. So, right. but yeah. I, I'm not going. I'm not ready. Like I said, I'm not ready to crucify him just yet. But it, it's time that this year is going to tell a lot. This offseason is going to tell a lot. If you just sit here and do nothing, I know. I know what it is. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next up, we're going to be talking about Io DeSumo. And if the uh, sophomore slump was just a, a slump, or are we kind of concerned about Io DeSumo? Yeah. So, Steve, getting into the next topic, man, with Io. Io. Solid first season. Yeah, he hit the rookie wall. Had some flashes last season. I hate when people try to act like it was all bad. No, Io had some games where he still did look like he was he was going to make a step. But overall, very disappointing season from Io. The stats were pretty much the same, though. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to the, the Bulls only gave him a two-year deal. They could have gave him a three-year contract. Could have had another year to look at it. But they gave him a two-year. What's the number for you where it's like, okay, that's perfect to keep Io. What's the number where you think it's too much? Or do you do you think that regardless they should try to keep Io? Because he still does have a lot of potential, even though some Bulls fans will have you believe he has no potential anymore. I don't know if this is too high. Okay. But I don't know if I want to go past 16. Over how many years? Four. 16, four. So four million a year? That's all you're willing to give Io? No, I'm, I'll probably give him 16 a year. That's what I'm saying. 16 a year? Oh, bro, you you, you give an Io DeSumo 16 million a year? Keep nah. in mind, Alice Caruso is making 11. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait. Wait, let me do this. Let me, uh, okay, if I do six, okay. Now I'll give you 10. You're giving Io 10. 10 million a year. I'll give you 10. I'll give you 10. I mean, I, I ain't going past 10. That's what I'm saying. You're saying you're not going past 10. Okay. Yeah, I'm not All going right. past so 10. Io comes to the table and he's like, we want $10 million. Oh, what's so realistic there? Because I'm trying to. I, I, so I think if Io would have had the season he had last year, 10 would have been spot on. I think there's okay, no way yeah. him and his agent would have come to the yeah, table. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm looking at. I'm, I, like, yeah, maybe that's. Because that's the thing. I, I don't want. I don't think this year was so much on him. I feel mm. like it was really they put him out of it. Like, if you think like really last year, we put him in a lot of catch and shoot position, even though that's not his game. Like, yeah. but uh, it, it was just a little weird spots they used to put him in. They wanted him to work off picks, ISO a lot. I'm like, he that's not him. That's just mm. not him. They wouldn't get him on transitions. Um, and and yeah, I feel and also to to get on him. It was a little bit of a confidence issue. It definitely was because it was times where he just didn't take the shot. He froze. Uh, he pumped fake, and you can't do that. I'm not yeah. you're an NBA player. It's time you you gotta take the shot when you open. So yeah. I'm gonna say it's completely on the staff, but I feel like majority of, of his problems they didn't put him in his best positions, in, in my opinion. So yeah, maybe that's why I was tripping on 16 because I was looking on last year because I. I 
and maybe uh, the voice of Stacey King in my in my head saying that he feel like he got superstar aspects in him. So maybe yeah. that's what it is. But after the last year, I, I won't go past ten. Yeah, I think that the Bulls may be in a situation, and the thing is, they have to ask themselves. I, I, and I say this: if you can get like a Trey Jones on the free market, because that's just the guy that I'm focused on. If you get him and it takes your full mid level exception, there's no point in bringing back Io because Trey Jones at that point mm-hmm. is around the same age. It, it, when Lonzo Ball comes up, even if you need to get another starting level, I don't think you bring back Io at that point. Now, if they do decide to use their money for size, for shooting, I think at that point you do bring Io back, and maybe mm-hmm. even you bring him back regardless. Like I said, I'm not as, as down as some people are on Io DeSumo. I still think there's a lot of potential there. Um, but I'm not paying Io more than seven and a half, bro. Maybe eight. That That's maybe where I'm willing to go. But Maybe eight. Dang. Maybe eight. Like, And then at that point in time, I'm saying – you you got to give me a three year deal, it, three plus one, maybe even a two plus one, depending on the money. But like, I think I just think that there's enough. He gave he gave us a solid season. He gave us a overall down season. But I still think like you drafted him for a reason. There's still talent there at the at the bare minimum. You look at what Io can be defensively at a point in time. Yeah, he took a back a step back defensively last year as well. But if you have a younger team that, like you said, gets more out in transition. Io DeSumo can be that energy point guard off the bench, a guard, because ideally he's a combo guard, but he can be yeah. that guard for you that comes off the bench that you get out in transition that gets to the lane and he can get nasty. He can pass. He can oop. If you have the, the proper center, I would love to see more him and him and Drummond playing together and getting out mm-hmm. in transition. I think that could be a uh, work well for him. So I'm not, I'm not at the point that some people are where it's like, just don't bring back Io. I just think, you have to look at what else you're going to do with this team. If you're not going to add a point guard, if that point guard that you want goes elsewhere isn't willing to come here, at that point, you got to bring Io back and just, like I said, seven, seven and a half, maybe eight, maybe eight. Like, that's kind of the area I'm looking for. I, I was also thinking, because it's like a lot of these players just feel like they better than what they are. So this I just, true. like, that's a lot. That was a lot. Of, another thing, like, I've seen players ask for like 15, 16. I'd be like, Alright, bro. Like you, if you, I, hey, I'm not, I'm not telling you not to feel no type of way about yourself, but it uh-huh. is realism. But like, I, I understand that eight and that eight to seven range. I'm just being nice, being ten, because he a hometown guy. I like audio, and, and and it's another thing. This is why I really wanted to bring Russ in last year. The I reason I wanted to bring Russ in because I feel like Io would have ate off, not just off of him, but he would have soaked up so much knowledge because in a transition, their game is so similar. They get the ball, they go. They ain't looking at nobody else, they gone. And uh, I feel like a lot – don't get – I know Russ get a lot of people riled up. The man's still all the famer. The man has still made a lot of players MVPs. Yes, I said it. He made a lot of players MVPs. And in the MVP conversation, KD was the MVP. Paul Jobs in the MVP conversation that year. So let's be honest with that. And I just felt like he would have ate off that. Um, but like you said, I, bringing in Trey and let him go make, might make that might make me feel some type of way. I ain't gonna lie. That might just because. I feel like you get so much. You could get so much out of Io. What you get out of Trey, you just you. It's like you already know what you're getting out of Trey. Trey, when it comes to Io, it's so many. It's so much mystery around him to me. I mean, I, I, I like yeah. He's been in the league two years, man. He's not not necessarily been, but I will tell you what, Trey Jones is is actually younger than Io DeSumo, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, 
To be, but if you want to take it that way, it's because Io went to school longer. And let's be honest, Trey Jones should have went to school longer. Yeah, he should have. He should have. I think. I mean, and not to say that he hasn't had a solid career in his yeah. two years in the NBA so far. I mean, but he also came to the perfect situation for if you should have, mm-hmm. like, if you should have stayed in college a little bit longer. Going to the Spurs is kind of a good situation right. to go into because they still gonna make sure that you is get a that. small college. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So before we go, just one question, quick one, and then we're out of here. So you you said mentioning bringing in Russ prior to kind of mentor Io. So I'm going to throw the question to you that I know a lot of people are thinking: if you can bring in Derrick Rose at the at the middle, no. to just not even just to just to mentor Io Desumu, not no. even then. It's petty with me, so you ain't gonna get an analytical answer out of me when it comes to if I bros, I would want to be nowhere near this Bulls organization. I you know, tra- I you yeah. traded me for a snicker bar and two jet bags and plain Jay's. What we get, Jeremy Grant back? Not Jeremy Grant, uh, Jeremy Jerry Grant, Grant, Jose Calderon, and somebody else. Jose Calderon ain't even in the league no more. But does it benefit at all that that front that regime is gone now? Keep in mind that. So that that whole front office is out. This is true. This is true. And but for the sake of being to look at it, bring it back to basketball. Yeah, at the mid level, yeah. But I I don't want him here. I want him somewhere he can actually win. I don't want him here. And it, 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 I don't want that story. I don't need the story. I want is got that. I want to win. I want to win. I don't want no he. I'm coming home. I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm. We had it. I did. I deal. I dealt with it for a long time. I done went over my D Rose trauma. I don't need you no more. I'm Gucci. I am Gucci. Never letting go. Bulls fans like Derrick Rose is gonna have to be retired five years until Bulls fans will finally stop saying, "Hey, do you think he'll come out of retirement to come play with us?" Like that's what it's gonna be. Just do the little all day and say peace. I signed my that's my last day. I'm doing a one day contract. All right, there y'all go. That's my Bulls jersey uniform. I take a picture and I'm gone. Do that. <laughs> Fair enough. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching and tuning into another episode of Locked on Bulls. That's Steve O. You can follow him at Steve O Speaks. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can also follow the show collectively at Locked on Bulls. Go and check out Pat the Designer at Pat the Designer too. He's at a bachelor party. No telling what craziness he's gonna post on the social media this weekend. <laughs> but that's it for us for today make sure you guys stay tuned and we'll be back monday to break down everything going on with this bulls team but we out here peace y'all And we out this bitch. <laughs> hey, did you peep? I do the I 